0: The cannabishes. Welcome to High Tea. High Tea is a high-vibe cannabis entertainment company for women who also love weed. Hey, buyin this is a thoughtful and blunt exploration of pot and its magic, the role it has in the lives and processes hey, of cool and creative people everywhere, and an evolving cannabis culture we're seeing happen before our very eyes. We're elevating perceptions with every episode. Listen up as we go in. I'm already tall. And we are back. My cannabishes, my friends, I've missed you so. This is your host Jen Newton, otherwise known as Newts. This is High Tea Life, and this is a very overdue conversation and confabulation on cannabis culture and culture overall and navigating our way through this new reality together. It's been a hot minute. Uh, (laughs) Nice to be back. I'm currently in quarantine. I was frolicking down south, uh, but we won't talk about that. One of my last outworldly experiences was, stupidly, a shared joint. Um, And it wasn't until afterwards that I really sat with the gravitas of all of that and realized that was the last time something so pure was gonna fucking happen. Uh, because if think about that, right? The shared joint where strangers become friends and group together, passing something lip-to-lip, mouth-to-mouth, spits-a-biss-spits, <laughs> right? And conversations get deep, and insight becomes curiosity, and all of a sudden you're transformed in just a conversation. And, you know, we are who we are and we'll always come together and humans always will find strength in community. Um, I think this time is about resiliency and figuring out how to adapt and grow with things and realize that nature prevails. So really it is more important than ever for people's voices to be heard, not just mine. This is really a time for collective exploration of the who, what, why, what the fuck now, right? And a chance to adapt as humans and as Mother Nature tends to do. So I'll share my conspiracist slash realist theories for perhaps another platform coming at you. But I will say that there's a lot of people feeling our way through this and intuiting that there's something bigger going on. And it's important right now to express some of the truths we stumble upon, but I'll sit with the bigger picture, right? This is the high tea that we are spilling. So it's important to remember that this is not punishment. This is the universe giving us a slap of a lesson in increasingly bigger doses, as it always tends to do. But the importance is that now we have a moment for mindfulness, for purposefulness, to feel our way through how it all sits inside, right? To get answers to our questions that we could ignore any other day, to be vulnerable, to be human with each other, to connect with love and find new ways to connect, to take action finally, and to realize that now's the time for big decisions and big changes that could shape the future for not just maybe you, right? The future for generations. That was me turning my page. <laughs> so I think we're breaking down some systems that needed to be broken and I do think it is a war and I think that's one between light and dark and fear and love and I'll leave that at that but I think it's important to take lessons from everything that we're in and right now I think we can take a lesson from the plant and from nature overall and that's fucking resiliency right that's growing up towards the light and that's the reminder that every one of us is beautiful and unique and special and possesses something different in terms of a magic to be revealed right are we all a different fucking marijuana strain sorry cannabis But the point is, it is about our higher self manifesting on earth. It's about expressing that. It's about heeding the call, heeding why we're here to live ourselves out loud right now. My conversation today is with a woman named Michelle Janikian. She's a psychedelics author and a cannabis culture expert, sharing her love of psilocybin and other plant medicine. Our conversation covers a lot of ground from the practical to the spiritual, but in it, we keep returning to the simple messages of wisdom that the plant holds, that mother nature does, and that that nature survives. And it ultimately thrives. That every single one of us is here to bloom as only each of us uniquely can. If not now, then when? I want to thank every single one of you for being here today, together, listening. Reach out to me. I want to talk to you. Holla at high tea life, you know, slide up in my DMs, whatever, you know, let's come together. And let's come together to thank the people who are risking their lives every single day to save ours, who are out there seeing things that we can't quite understand the magnitude of or the pain around. The words don't even seem to do it justice, but we thank you deeply from the bottom of all of our hearts, I know. Let's come together in this and grow towards the light. One love. This is high tea life. Fair. Noon standard time. Woo! Hallelujah. It is so good to see you. I am sorry we are in the weirdest ass times. How are you doing over there? How do you feel? Are psychedelics helping you? (laughs) Weed is definitely helping me for sure.
1: Thank God for cannabis. But uh, I mean, I'm okay considering I had a really big disappointment, you know, when I had to cancel the book tour and that took like some time to get over, but back to work and just trying to, I don't know, hoping this just, See the light at the end of the tunnel eventually or something. It's like, yeah. I know we're like too far from that, but I just try to push forward, kinda, I guess. Well,
0: it sounds <laughs> like after especially reading your Playboy article, like Bliss Your Heart, which was amazing. Oh, um thanks. uh the light and actually seeing the light and things it has been kind of the point <laughs> and the message after all. But are you so you're using weed and is weed a psychedelic? Like I've always really sort of been curious how it, does it toe the line?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think so now more than ever. I didn't always think that. Um, I was just like, no, it's weed. It's like beer. It's just cool and fun and like medicine too, sort of. (laughs) But like the more that I think about it and the more I get into like really sort of like theorizing on the psychedelic experience the more I'm like yeah cannabis definitely does something like to shift your perspective to recenter you like all of those types of like I think therapeutic benefits of psychedelics like we does to just like a different extent it's less extreme Mm -hmm. um but especially with the perspective shift I think for me like I can get really stressed out about something, and then I can smoke a joint and be like, actually, it's not such a big deal. It'll be fine. I'll figure it out. And I think that it's a similar thing for me anyway with, like, mushrooms. Like, I can go into a mushroom experience, like, not with a lot of stress for something, but, like, you know, I can start thinking about the things that are, like, causing me, like, Problems or whatever, and I can see them from like a new perspective, and I can be like, you know, they're just your silly human problems, you'll figure them out, it's not the end of the world. And right? for those reasons, they're to me like, yeah, definitely, I think they're similar.
0: Well, that's like that's the plant message, I wonder. But are what is the definition of psychedelic?
1: Mind manifesting,
0: um, oh. so that can, yeah, oh. like, it, I
1: like, yeah. That. It's like it was made up in the fifties, um, and it it takes it it's borrows from Greek. Like uh, I don't know, it's I've written about it, but I couldn't like tell you the exact two words that it combines. Well,
0: etymology. I studied it in grade like nine, and it has stayed with me ever ever since. Psyche is the Psyche. brain. Psyche mm-hmm. is the brain. Like mente, right? Yeah, like the yeah. mind. Yeah, and delica was maybe manifestation. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell me more. So, so is it true? Like, okay, so we'll, let me go to your, let me just talk about your article really quickly and then we'll come back to the beginning. But in your article, you kind of went through three types of trips and each of those trips seemed to sort of change and shift not only like maybe with your intention but also with like your state in the process or something like maybe you have to go through the the muck and the weeds or whatever but like is that sort of what it is that the mind is the, is it the rem, is it the reminder that the mind is so fucking strong that we can manifest whatever we want cuz i don't think shrooms work on me right they for the most part don't work on me i can take like three And they don't work on me unless I go somewhere alone and like close my eyes and experience the visual which is always kind of sacred geometry. But the only other time I felt them work on me, I was dancing with my friends. And I started, I got in my head and I started feeling like, are they ignoring me? They're ignoring me. They don't want me to dance in front of them. Like I started getting neggy. Oh yeah, yeah. And I like pulled, I felt myself like pulling myself out of that and going somewhere like positive. And I realized maybe is that the message that we have the power to go anywhere and do anything with the mind?
1: I think that you're onto something. I think that like a lot of like uh, shamans or something would say that the message is that like you have the power inside of you to heal yourself, right? Right. And that's like a very big like plant medicine message is that like uh, it's it's all there. Like we have all the answers. Like that's like kind of an extreme version, but like that's kind of like a mystical experience on psychedelics. She'll be like. I have all the, like, everything's figured out, everything's going fine, and I think that, that that's the power of self-healing, I think that's the message, is that, like, with these experiences, they teach us about them ourselves, and they help us, like, access a place where we can figure everything out. We don't need anything else. We don't even need a shaman. Maybe we need mushrooms. (laughs) But like, you know, the mushrooms just show you like what they think that you need to see in order to move forward. That's the idea
0: anyway. Um, That's very cool. I like that. that. (laughs) Okay. So how did all of this, call it your initiation into plant healing? Like how did that start? That's a good
1: question because I started with psychedelics before I was really into plant healing. I oh, was into cool. mind expansion. You know, I was into just like, um. well, when I was really young, I was just into Having I heard. was into shifting my consciousness. I yeah. was into using substances. I thought it was yeah. cool and it was different and it was exciting. And I was only like 17, 18 and, and I was exploring. And I've talked about this before where it's like, I might've been looking for, Uh, answers in the wrong place, like, going into a lot of psychedelic experiences as a late teen, like, kind of looking for, like, what will my life be like? What will adulthood, what's freedom like, right? Because I was living with my parents, and, you know, it's just, yeah, and so I, and, um, but then when I started using psychedelics, like, for fun and for mind expansion, I also got all these big insights and realizations and saw that life was beautiful and I was beautiful and I was connected to everyone and, and these things that I really had struggled with at the time, I was like a pretty depressed teenager and just like a normal early 2000s kid. I was just like a total emo kid and things were really hard. And of course, and so Mushroom started showing me that like, it's not that bad. You'll be okay. You're a great person. You're full of light and love. And like, it's it's going to be all right. And, um, I wish I, uh, there's an expression in the psychedelic community that I, once you get the message, hang up the phone. And okay. at the time that was like maybe They're the message not. I needed. Right. And yeah. I, if I was a more now I'm 31. Like now I can see, like when I get the message, I can hang up the phone. It's a little easier. Then I was just so entranced by everything. And
0: I, I think I kept going in and I keep getting the same lessons still. So That's maybe the universe. Um, Keeps flapping us. Same lessons. That's really interesting. I just I write that down. Actually, but you
1: know, now you know my journey is a little bit more towards self healing. And right. when that actually started, it's it's not a black and white thing for me. So it's hard to say. But you know, I always got a lot of insights and perspective shift. And um, now I go in with a lot more intentionality to these kinds of experiences. You know, looking for that and uh, instead of just looking for like crazy colors or a cool time or something. But, you know, I also think that there's like, you know, there's valid uh, reasons for trying these substances with your friends. And as long as you're doing it super safely and prepping for things like set and setting and and all the stuff I have in my book, uh, then I also like, I'm not one of these psychedelic people that's like, it can only be for healing and yada yada. Like, it can also be, I think, for just kind of fun and you get in touch with yourself and your community and and maybe you find some healing too I think that's what usually happens to folks who use
0: psychedelics recreationally
1: they get a yeah. little bit of both bull- and there's nothing wrong with that cannabis too I mean cannabis
0: is the same very much so very much like I always say you go in a lot of people go into it for fun and realize they were doing it for wellness right yeah,
1: yeah. I think uh, yeah my journeys with cannabis and psychedelics are very similar yeah right now care
0: yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. So I read, I've only ever done things from the ground. Um, I read Breaking Open the Head by Daniel Pinchbeck about like a decade ago. Have you read that? I haven't yet. No, no, I haven't. It's, it was one of the first books I took notes on just because I wanted to. Um, and it started, it actually changed my kind of theology on things because he goes through an exploration in like three kind of parts. And the first part is plants and he's trying, and it takes you through every trip, mushrooms and a boga. I'm probably saying all the things wrong and like peyote and all that stuff. (laughs) Um, then he moves into like LSD and it's kind of musical, the doors kind of conversation. Then he ends the book in DMT. Mm. Right, which I should we should do a whole other episode on DMT, right? And it, it in his trips on from the plants, he was learning a lot about self and processing his himself through the grander scheme of things in like a three dimensional way. I kind of forget the the middle part. <laughs> um, a lot of like trippy things I remember, but then his, you know, the DMT part in the back half was a spiritual, it was straight up into the aliens in the cosmos. And it was understanding his organic spiritual self, like in the grand scheme of a digital cosmos. It was very cool. And I kind of changed my belief system. And it was then and there I decided like, I kind of wanted to try it all. Yeah. <laughs> Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To kind of show you something different by the sounds of it, which is even why I'm curious about mushrooms and how mushrooms are about to heal society versus cannabis and how cannabis is currently healing society. So, can you talk to me a bit? Because, like, all I'm, my kind of general understanding of it is that it's just like more potently helping mental health hmm. than, than like, cannabis would. And cannabis is sort of a full-spectrum wellness situation and balance and homeostasis. And this is like mental health, anxiety, stress disorders, depression, like real things. Is that a way to understand it?
1: It is. I think that's the way that the media is... um giving the like how we're trying to describe it to people it's kind of like it reminds me of cannabis 20 years ago when the first like medical bills and stuff it was even more than 20 years ago now like 25 years ago were coming out like cannabis was only okay for HIV and cancer Mm. right it was like if you're an AIDS patient or, or you're on chemotherapy like That's the only reason that cannabis is okay, right? And I think we're kind of at that phase with psychedelics. It's now it's like psychedelics are good for PTSD, treatment-resistant depression, and that's kind of how we'll change the public's perception of them. And then, maybe yeah. we can you know Do once the, the door's open, we can kind of keep uh you know exploring these issues because yeah, they're good for mental health, but they're good for a lot, like you don't have to be mentally unhealthy to benefit from a psychedelic experience. I think is like a good point to make
0: that's actually a, that's a really important point to make, and also the minute it escaped my mouth, I realized how stupid it sounded because all sort of society, the wellness community is talking about is adaptogens and how mm. important these things like lion's mane and all these other kind of mushrooms, non-psychedelic mushrooms, are good for our overall wellness. So maybe you're right, right? Yeah. It's just like the tip of the iceberg.
1: Yeah, and and mushrooms are a good example, like the adaptogen (laughs) uh, example, because like how other medicinal mushrooms will like find out what's like, imbalance in your body kind of how we understand how cannabis works right like with homeostasis I think when you talk about mushrooms and mental health and like when you start talking to people in the mushroom community they'll always tell you that like the mushrooms will show you what they think you need to see right like or the mushrooms will find you when you're ready these kinds of things and it can sound super new agey and weird and you're like whatever man but the truth is like when you go into a mushroom experience with the intention of like healing or just being open to whatever happens and just like getting a download and just like seeing you know you do these kind of more spiritual mushroom trips I think it's true the mushrooms the experience you have is like kind of exactly what you needed whether or not you like it's good or bad or challenging or full of anxiety like you can learn from that anxiety like you can learn a lot from your bad trips you can learn a lot from good trips too but you know you just have to we always say trust the process with mushrooms you just you can't fight it cuz then it's just going to be kind of this ugly resistance experience and you just kind of wish it was over but just like a bad trip on cannabis right and so but once you let go to it and you're just like, okay what is it teaching me you get a lot you you get a lot so i think mushrooms and cannabis are so similar they're like first cousins or something
0: <laughs> i like that i like that you have to be open to it right And I think this notion of resiliency keeps coming up for me and like as something we can learn from plants, like in this time, you know what I mean? The fact that you, you brave the bad trips (laughs) as much as the good trips, as much as you brave the bad periods of life and the bad cycles of life, as much as the good ones. Um, Because that's all part of the fucking process, right? That's how you, it's where you grow in the mucky stuff. It gets like really existential,
1: but it's so true. It's just like it the mushroom experience just ends up teaching you like all these really basic life lessons, like trust the process. It's going to be okay. Like, you know, all these kinds of things that seem like really mundane almost when we say them out loud, but when you really feel them and if you haven't been feeling that and then you feel it for the first time on like a three or four gram mushroom journey, like it can be really powerful. I hate to say it's like life changing or transformational, but I think for me more than they've changed my life is that they like give me strength. So when I am struggling and I get stuck in a lot of anxiety, just in normal everyday life, I have a lot of stuff to get done, deadlines, people, pressure. It's like, Oh, but remember, like I am love. (laughs) No, or like I've had these
0: realizations, like doubt is stupid. And I'm like, okay, it's just like, Uh, doubt is stupid. Absolutely. um... But these are the things, these are the whisperings, right? And I think you're right that maybe these like certain plants vibrate or whisper to us with certain messages, you know what I mean? That we like kind of need then and there. It's kind of crazy how we all have really similar realizations
1: too. Like, is that all of us are just that much alike or is it like, yeah, the vibration of the mushroom, you know, it's really interesting once you start, like I did a lot of interviews with people who just use mushrooms, like just on their own for the book. And it just struck me how similar, like not their trips, their trips were all different, but their insights were also <laughs> similar. And that's just crazy to me. It's beautiful it's uh yeah it gives me hope
0: (laughs) yeah I just you know to me it's wild that we're so far removed from the notion like as part of another mother nature that there's parts of another mother nature that can show us things or help or help guide us you know like there's clues along the way (laughs) breadcrumbs or whatever do you know
1: Totally. No, I think that other cultures were more in touch with it. I think, yeah, you know, industrial, like capitalist society is a, really detached from it. But mm-hmm. even back in the day, like hundreds of years ago, you know, it was still kind of, we've always been resistant as humans to plant medicine because, like, who were the ones who really knew how to use plant medicine and, like, read your vibes and stuff? They were like witches and then they were deemed like right. crazy in their own. And so it's just kind of,
0: but before, the, before they were witches, which is still, like, fucking wild. Like, why does no one talk about the fact that we were burning women 150 years ago? But okay. <laughs> um, they were shamans before they were witches, right? And to me, it's, like, a kind of aha that all of these removed kind of cultures and groupings of people were all, you know, brewing mushroom tea or, you know... Lighting up c- dried cannabis flower, or however they were using these kind of things, And we all kind of. Someone knew. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's crazy, uh, and you know, even
1: in the time of like, well, there's still like coranderos and shamans in some cultures, but like, I went on this serum. Uh, I live in Mexico, and I went on this cool. Tell us about core. this. Wait, you live <laughs> yeah. in
0: Mexico? That's... I do. Okay, so, so you're in, you're like a month. <laughs> the sort of the vibration all the time.
1: <laughs> I like yeah. to say it's a magical place and I can yeah. feel it. It's why I stayed. I do love it. it. There is a vibration here for sure. Cool. And I was, so I went on um, for day of the dead. I had some friends who I met on that mushroom retreat who I wrote, um, bliss your heart about. They came to visit me. It was really lovely. And, um, we went on this, it was Day of the Dead, like, so the first few days of November, and we went on this cemetery tour, it's just like a fun touristy thing, and my friend was like the tour guide, and he took us to this gravestone, and it was funny how he described it, he's like, we're going to go see the witch's gravestone, and we get there, and it's this big, beautiful, like, uh, crazy like statue and there's like a mermaid on top and he starts explaining to and there's all these flowers there because people came and left offerings and he starts explaining that she was actually like a super talented corondera but the like local people started getting jealous and she was like making a lot of money from healing people that they thought she was a witch and then like eventually you know they cast her out of society for that so like I don't know, I don't even know what the point is, but I think even in times where there were both shamans and witches, it's like the most powerful women were still feared and like cast uh, outside of society for those powers. And I think it's a cool time we're living in now because we can start talking about this stuff again with like a totally different point of view, like the other stigma, but it's kind of different. It's like 1950, 1960s, like psychedelic culture stigma, like, oh, you're going to be a crazy burnout hippie or something like, or lose your mind. But I think with all the wellness interest in psychedelics right now, it's more like really trying to get to the heart of our culture's problems there's so much depression and anxiety and mushrooms are helping people with that showing them that there's other ways to live you know that maybe it's your whole lifestyle is the problem and that's the lifestyle that was given to you by capitalist society work so much don't be in nature like all these types of things are kind of completely unnatural for us and psychedelics are just showing us like what's more natural and it's crazy that it's this like crazy psychedelic experience that gets to show you what's the most natural thing in the world so I think it's beautiful. It's an exciting time. I love sharing this stuff with people.
0: It is really interesting because I keep coming back to this idea that like nature throughout this weird time, because like we're dropping this episode while you and I are both, I mean, I'm quarantined because I just got back to Canada, but um, we're all sort of stuck inside and sort of stuck in society, at least, is stuck in fear right now. And like, you know, your article really moved me. Like I've been feeling the anxiety and I've been feeling out of sorts and I don't have any CBD and, you know, sometimes weeding enough. And like, I read it and I came back to this thing that's been haunting me, which is that like mother nature right now is like, not only where we can be, (laughs) like we're allowed to be out there and be safe and like be alone in her. Um, But also the plants are what's getting us through like staying healthy, vitamin C, like real kind of fruits, vegetables, and other kind of plants and herbs and fungi are getting people through right now. I've never had more people ask me about gummies and, and this and that and how they can kind of manage things right now. But in your article, you First of all, I want to talk about like the process because I think that that's like a really important thing. But like in your article, it was struck me, struck me how much like the collective and the community and the people you were with ended up mattering to you. Do you know what I mean? A mattering in the process, like whereas you could kind of go into like a shroom experience assuming it's pretty individual. Um how do you feel like now that we're isolated from each other and from those people
1: yeah that's a good question because i think one of the things that the mushrooms keep showing me is that i isolate myself unnecessarily like all the time i'm a freelance writer like i work from home anyway and i can just prioritize my work right over going out and i'm always like canceling plans to like research a new article or something and um like, right when, um, the quarantine hit, it was, like, right after my birthday, and I had, like, you know, not had a birthday party, so I could, like, get over this illness, and then go on my book tour, and then it just, like, hit me that now I have to, like, be alone in this house for, like, a month, and it's, like, so boring. No, I think that it's sad. I think that, Yeah, you know, mushrooms keep telling me not to isolate, to join the community, that you feel so much better when you're connected to people and you share with people. Like, writing's great, but actually talking to people's better, and, like, these kinds of lessons I'm getting, and so it kind of, it doesn't feel like a setback, Although it, I guess it kind of feels a little bit like a setback because I was meant to to go to four cities in the U.S. and Canada and go spread like my mushroom gospel and meet all these people. And, let, you know, I live kind of isolated. I, I'm an American, but I live in Mexico. And so just kind of outside of my culture, I, I really identify as an outsider and that's like, OK, and cool, but when I'm in the community I just feel so much stronger and have so many more ideas and just like everything's happening and I can you know feel the vibration even more Mm -hmm. and so now being isolated it's hard I mean I'm lucky I have my partner and I have two dogs and we have a little bit of outdoor space at our house so I can at least like go out and look at blue sky and feel the wind and I feel really lucky. And blessed yeah it's concrete but it's close <laughs> yeah whatever it takes
0: right <laughs> sun on and the ground
1: so yeah this is a hard time for everyone i i guess i keep thinking like this is the time to really remember the lessons if you have had psychedelic experiences and you've you've had some beautiful insights like don't forget them remember them now because this is gonna continue to be a hard time but we're not totally disconnected thank God for the internet and things like that, that we can do these live video chats now and all this kind of thing. So just stay connected to your community as long as you like, yeah, as any way that you can, even if it's just texting your group chat or whatever, like just don't totally disconnect because that's when you'll start getting even sadder, I think for sure. Yeah. No doubt. hard time.
0: Like, yeah. yeah. Yesterday sucked. Uh, (laughs) Um, Okay, so you said weeds helping you a lot right now. Are mushrooms? Do you sort of save them for a sacred place? Are you microdosing? how How does it all work in your life? If you feel comfortable.
1: Yeah, no, I feel comfortable. I'm always talking about this stuff, probably, but um, right I don't know why now, I said that because you've had no. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> You know, the truth is right now, I'm not using a lot of mushrooms. Um, is I, there a
0: bad time and place to use mushrooms? Like this s-
1: might be one of them? Well, maybe for some people, for sure. And I think for me that right now, just the global pressure and vibe is like a bit too strong because I'm not a big microdose person. I prefer microdoses are definitely good for some people. And I totally respect that. But for me, I like it occasionally, um, maybe in a social setting or something, um, but I'm not an everyday or not a weekly microdoser. It kind of distracts me from my work instead of enhances it. And the come up for me can make me a little nauseous. And then I'm like a, nausea is one of the main reasons I use cannabis because I get nauseous easily and cannabis helps that. So I microdose and end up wanting to just like smoke weed all day. And it's like not good. Yeah. I can't
0: focus. <laughs> but hey that's
1: totally not the case for everyone. So like, I just say that, like, I'm not a big microdoser. I prefer like a macro dose, you know, only like four times a year. Okay. Uh, quarterly, to, like, seasonally.
0: I like that. that. Yeah.
1: I'm a quarterly type person. And right now I keep thinking maybe, um, but I haven't really, I think for me personally, that this is too intensive a time for a psychedelic experience. And I write a little in the book that you have to just like know when's a bad time to trip for you personally. So if you think a lot of stuff's going to come up or you're feeling like things are really heavy or your mom was just diagnosed with the flu or some other disease, like that might not be a good time to trip. It might be too overwhelming, but for Mm -hmm. some, it might be good for the release. It depends. I'm an emotional person. I don't need help accessing my emotions. I need help understanding them. Right. But there's a lot of other people who need help just accessing their emotions. Maybe men or just more closed off people. It doesn't really, it's not gendered, but like I hear it from men. Like It helps them get in touch with like their grief or these other types of emotions that are harder to feel. I feel all my emotions like hardcore, but not everyone does. And so maybe a microdose or, or a low medium dose might help right now to process some things. But yeah, personally, I'm um, not right now. But I did do um, a really powerful holotropic breathwork class yesterday, virtually. And it was a pretty cool sort of psychedelic release experience that if you're really new to all this, you can just access that state of mind in a like breathing meditation class. And that can be a really good way to start or to do it in these high stress times because it's a little, I just felt like clarity after clarity, clarity.
0: Clarity. No, I like that. Um, Holotropic, does that mean kind of psychedelic? Like, it was
1: developed by Stanislav Grof, who was a psychedelic, like an LSD therapist back in okay. like the 60s and 70s. And then when that stuff became illegal, him and his wife developed this breathwork technique. It's basically taking like a really big breath in your belly and then a little one in the same inhale in your chest oh, and sick. then exhaling. You go <laughs> like in wow. a group of people. I've wow. done it in a, in a container, like in a class in New York. And I thought that maybe it was like just the therapeutic container that made me sort of like start to have a, a an opening, like a psychedelic opening. But I did it alone in my bed in like a hundred person Zoom class yesterday with double blind mag and it was powerful still. So I think that that's one way that people can release during this time rather than a full on substance induced experience.
0: Interesting. Okay, we'll we'll drop that. And make sure that the next time it happens, we will not miss that. Okay, so the mushroom and how you've sort of translated that those lessons into the book. Like they taught you some stuff, Um, setting and like understanding yourself and like current setting. I guess psychological temperature is one of the real important ones. What were some of the other ones? Like I noticed. As your intention changed in your, uh, in Bless Your Heart, that as your intention changed, your experience changed. Is intention something that's really important? Do you translate that to even your weed? Ooh,
1: some people do. So, yeah, like intention is this idea that you can right? You can set like a motive or a goal for your experience and... Versus turning for, on the
0: television. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right? Netflix <Yeah>. or intentions. <laughs> <gasps> like, and with mushrooms and other psychedelics, it's definitely a lot more of this, um, uh, like community, uh, our community is really encouraging people to set intentions. Cause when you set intentions with psychedelics, you can have kind of like a, a more focused grounded trip in a way, um, but as I wrote in Bliss Your Heart, when I set too many intentions, I had this, like, totally spastic or mm-hmm. just, like, too overwhelming trip, too, because I had all these intentions in my mind. I wanted to I just... felt it
0: as I read it. I was like, <laughs> oh,
1: was God. Yeah. It was so much. It was a lot. Yeah. Um, and the more I kind of streamlined my intentions to just these, like, self-love or just, like, being open type experiences, I had much more powerful and less stressful, more positive, but still like insightful experiences. And I think there are people doing that with cannabis. There, um, There's people doing whole cannabis ceremonies, like instead of mushrooms, they're setting up the whole container, like a ceremony and doing like the prayers to the four directions or seven directions and all these types of things but they're just inhaling cannabis and then like sitting while the music's playing and doing guided meditations and and if you set intention and create the right set and setting or container it can work i think i don't have a lot of experience with that but it's definitely working for some people and i think it's really interesting for sure
0: yeah set and setting i like that it also seemed like what you called integration was important in the process and is something that you know I write a lot on weed and sometimes even like I start it's another voice talking to me and kind of schooling me for doing this or that you know and I wonder how like so how important is the integration of the message and like what does that actually mean
1: yeah so this is one of these like kind of new topics in psychedelic integration is this idea that you can like get a bunch of lessons from your trip but like what are you going to do with them are you just going to be like whoa that was a crazy night and just like try to forget about it <laughs> or are you going to like keep <laughs> yeah <laughs> which like you know maybe but you can also keep pondering it and um and not just like through thinking but like through things like journaling and yoga and dance and there's like lots of techniques I go into it in the book, a group uh, therapy, these kinds of like group experiences can help sharing. And then you can like, you can a like start to understand your experience better if it was like super confusing or weird and you can maybe like find some symbolism or some meaning to you. And B, if the lesson's really clear or like once you figure out the lesson, then the next step is to act on it. Like I get all these lessons like, oh, you got to be more connected with your family. But if I just like go home and not don't call my mom. Like I'm not integrating that lesson. Like,
0: mm-hmm. so
1: yeah, it can be really like subtle things. Like I, I had this big download that I like kind of take my partner for granted and it can be kind of controlling with him. Just like, Oh, I have all the stuff to do. You have to handle everything else. And just like really unforgiving. And it, it caused me like a lot of shame on my psychedelic experience. Like I cried thinking about it, you know, but in my integration, I learned like you know, instead of feeling embarrassment, like I can change, I can take a bigger hand. I can offer to walk the dogs. I can cook more dinners. Like I'm a terrible cook. My partner's a great cook. So it's like he's like, no,
0: please. Why would I <laughs> walk
1: start? the dogs? No, like, <laughs> but for our relationship, you know, it's more about the the act and uh, and feeling less selfish is like <laughs> part of it too. But it can be little. It doesn't have to be like I have to quit my job and stop wearing shoes yeah. and move to the jungle. No, it's just, like, like just wreck yourself, be like...
0: free wreck yourself, girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, And it doesn't. That's not necessarily the plant talking to you. That can be your higher self. That can be any, anybody. That can be well, you know. I think the plants just give you kind of a direct line to your higher self. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. we're not talking
1: about two separate things, right? We're just talking about how to access your higher self.
0: And I love I think it. Plants help. Yeah. <laughs> I absolutely, do the most magical. I won't just say fungi, they're all the things. The most magical plants in the world. I mean, I'm not (laughs) religious at all, but apparently the Bible says that there's a plant that heals all ailment, all ailments on earth. We just have to find them. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, this is the time, as, as weird and wild as it all is. Okay, so I'll ask you two more questions. First one is the thing I ask everybody: What is your favorite? I don't say strain. We can't say strain anymore. What is your favorite ganja cultivar? What do you like the most? Mm, you
1: know, I just <laughs> I struggle with this one because I can. Um, you like them all. <laughs> You're like I no. do. I love them all. I love cannabis and. You know, I'm starting to believe that it's really more about my set and setting with my cannabis experiences than it is about the strain. Like I'll, so I live in a place where cannabis still is not totally legal. So I don't have okay. a lot of access to different strains and I get what I can get. Yep. And um, I think for me, although I love headband, I will say I'm a big oh, yeah. headband girl. Like if yeah. I can get, Classic. so I will answer All your day. question. Yep. But, I do think you know your whole mood going my whole mood going into the experience really affects it and where i'm where I am, like if I'm home and comfortable, I have a chill high, but if I'm out in public, I can get a little anxious and yeah for sure. so for me,
0: more important is like my set and setting than the actual cultivar of cannabis I like I'll that I think that's a really important message honestly for for all of us right now um okay, my last question is like. I mean, it's a hard one <laughs> because it's so grandiose but and it's such a strange time. But I always say like, if you think there's one, if there's one thing you kind of want to leave with us and leave with the listeners, um, your message, sort of what is it? And for me, when I read your things and I talk to you, it feels like that thing that was revealed to you during your trip was that we're the light. And the light's there the whole time, right? And to me, that sort of might be the thing that's getting me through this, (laughs) and keeping me Mm. feeling resilient. Uh, This idea that we can keep kind of just naturally moving towards it. So I don't know, what kind of message do you you think that we need to hear right now? It can be from you or the plant or all of the Mm. above
1: that's a tricky one because it is such a crazy time I know but you know mushrooms keep showing me that yeah like we're all special and like like the light or full of light and love or like however you want to say it but like also that like we're all equal and we're all in this together and we're all struggling and I think one of the things I always do is like compare myself to other people and think like oh I have it so much harder they have it so easy or like they're so smart why can't I be that good at this like and that that's like just total bs and like we shouldn't be putting ourselves up against each other like that's that you have like within you you can like actually do anything if you just like stop holding yourself back and judging yourself and comparing yourself to other people and so I mean in this weird time it's hard like where does that message even come into play? But I think, I think that, that I think that it that's it to stay strong, you know, right? And to just like keep loving each other, stay connected, yeah. and to not give up. I think that I'm more afraid of quarantine in terms of people giving up in there. And uh, I just hope that everyone stays strong and remembers this will end. And um, then we can all go outside this summer and eat some mushrooms together. And it'll be great. <laughs>
0: Hopefully. <laughs> I think you said it though. I think the, how dynamic the psychedelic experience is, how every flower is different and every bird is different and every plant is different. That's kind of the fucking message is we all have to shine as that individual special person that we all are right now. So that collectively it's a fucking rainbow to get us through this. Right. Definitely. And we're not better or worse than each other.
1: I no. think it's like an important, that we always forget. One, we're it's always one, pushing ourselves. One love,
0: right? It truly is one love.
1: Yeah, the uh, 60s
0: were onto something. <laughs> I know, I know. I think I was alive <laughs> in a former life in the 60s for sure. Glam hippie forever. Um, yeah, I thank you so much for like sharing your personal you know, journey with people and with us and our audience today and with me. And it's so great to connect with you in real life. Like you feel like you kind of know someone in <laughs> social. And so it's nice to know That's you lovely. and see you. And honestly, like I send you so much love and happiness. And I thank you like for your insight today. I can't wait to, to trip it to trip with you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
1: Someday. Oh man. No, thank you for everything you're
0: doing. The podcast is amazing. I really thank appreciate you. it.
1: This is great. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Well, you <laughs> take care of yourself and you stay well and thank amazing. everyone. I'm going to do intro and outro and all the proper things and shout out your social. But if you want to tell, just like, give me a snippet of where everyone can find you, that would be amazing.
1: Yeah, so I have a website, michellejanikian.com. I'm on Instagram at michellejanikian. And that's where I'm most active. You can find my latest work and my book, Your Psilocybin Mushroom Companion, on there.
0: <laughs> I can't wait. I'm going to read it. I'm going to order it cool. for Kindle now that I'm stuck yeah. at home with nothing but yeah. a Kindle. <laughs> okay big love so many thank yous and it's so wonderful to meet you yeah you too yeah thank
1: you
0: okay you take care I'm gonna drop this soon yeah yeah let me know I'll share I can't wait it'll be awesome I will okay take care thanks again bye Bye. okay do not delete (laughs) thanks for listening check us out on insta at high t.life Like us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and all the other things. Join our invite list and holla at your girl by visiting hight.life.